Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, everybody. Good to see you all. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray for You. I got a great message for you tonight. It's only going to take a few minutes. I always promise you guys short messages and I always deliver, right? You never see me give like these hour long messages. Again, another 10 minute message tonight. Kristen's got a great prayer for you. Hey, listen real quick. Um, as we're live, always we have people who send us prayer requests ahead of time. We're going to get to each one of those individually. If you have prayer requests for us, go ahead and just comment on the video, and we'll get to we'll get to each and every each and every person. Pardon me. Like I've done 190 episodes, and I still stumble over the words in the beginning. It's amazing. Um, before Kristen starts the prayer, guys, listen. If you're watching, go ahead and share the video now so it goes live on your pages as well. It helps with the the distribution. All right. I'll get to the uh, my message in a second, but first, Kristen, why don't you open us up? by praying for everybody. Absolutely. Lord, sometimes we don't know what to say, and that's okay. Some people right now are in a spot in the lowest valley they've ever been in their lives. Some of your people who are watching this are in the mountaintops. Some people need direction. Some people need healing. Some people are celebrating. Some people are celebrating something and and grieving a loss at the same time. God, wherever we are on our journey, Lord, what we do know is that you are faithful. You are in control. And that we don't have to try to be eloquent and say the perfect perfect things. God, you know what's on our heart. All that you want, Lord, is you want us to come before you. You want us to spend time with you. God, you're crazy about us. Each individually, personally, God, not just as a collective body, not just as a collective group, you love each one of us. You are love, God. And so we love because you first loved us. God, we just lay ourselves down. Whatever we're carrying right now, just lay it down, God. Our minds that keep running and keep running and racing and thinking of so many things, everything but you sometimes. We lay it all down. We just pause. We open our hands and say, God, here I am. I am yours. Whatever you want of me, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to become, Lord, here I am. Everything that I have is yours anyway. I love you with all my heart and soul, God. I love you with the depth of my being. My whole being worships you and worships you alone. I can't help myself but just to say, I love you, I love you, I love you over and over again. And that is the most precious thing to you. I see you smiling while each and every one of us just lays our burdens down and says how much we love you. Thank you, God. Thank you for the future and the hope that you have. I feel like someone right now needs to hear. There's a future for you. It's not too late. You are not forgotten. God has a future. God has a hope. Your hope will not be cut off. The Bible says your hope is not cut off. The answer is coming. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. Great job as usual, sweetie. Perfect, perfect job. All right, guys. So here's what I want to talk to you about tonight. It's about loving yourself. And here's the reason. This is kind of a weird topic, I understand, but it's a very important one. And the reason it's kind of been on my heart and mind to talk about this is, as those of you who follow our show know, I am an attorney, and in particular, for whatever reason, God has me right now specializing in divorce cases. And I'm not saying I'm at all happy about it. It's just how it is. And I've explained before that, you know, God needs bright lights and dark places. And so I'm doing my responsibility and I'm doing it as best as I can. But I can't help but be involved in all these divorce cases and wonder why in the world so many marriages are failing. And, and not just that, just not just marriages. Of course, I deal with cases where people were never married in the first place. And my goal here is not to judge anybody. Okay. But I certainly want to at least analyze what the problem is because nobody goes into a relationship hoping that it will fail, right? You don't go into a relationship hoping that someday you'll break up. I don't know. Maybe some people do. Maybe some people think this is just going to be a fun hookup. I don't really want a commitment. And so I'm just going to do what I want to do for a year or two and then, you know, throw this person away and I'll find someone else. All right. If that's you, then that's a whole other episode and I'll maybe get to that some other time. But for the majority of people, we're going into relationships looking for long-term stability. We're looking for our life partner. And what's happening is people are finding life partners, but the relationships are failing anyway. And I submit to you that a primary reason for this is we can't know how to love another person if we don't first understand how to love ourselves. All right. And as best I can determine, people who don't love themselves properly fall into three categories and and sometimes more than three, more than one of these categories. Right. So the first category is the most obvious. And the first category is people who are totally down on themselves all the time. Right. The self-deprecating ones. This is kind of the most obvious, you know, people who just have a low opinion of themselves and the woe is me types. And there's always something wrong. And, you know, I don't know what they expect really to get out of a relationship. But first of all, nobody loves to be around people like that. And secondly, if that's the kind of way that you esteem yourself, you don't, you're not really conditioned to, to love another person properly because love is, is not about one person constantly tearing themselves down while another person tries to build that up. That gets tired very quickly. Love is about both people building themselves up and building each other up to build the relationship up. So the self-deprecating person that person's not entering a relationship on a foundation of success, okay? Now, the opposite of that person is the person who thinks way too highly of himself. And, and this is someone who confuses self-love with, with being self-obsessed. They think that they're God's gift to everything. They walk on water. They can do no wrong. And, and they're so perfect and everyone else is so stupid or whatever. And, and they're just the most talented and beautiful. There's like these Adonis creatures. And actually, that was... If you think, if you go back to the beginning of the Bible, that was actually Lucifer's downfall, wasn't it? Mm. It was the sin of pride and, and, and idolatry. He had turned himself into an idol. And that's what these people are really doing. Okay. And you should, you should have no difficulty understanding why that person is not suitable to be in a long-term relationship. Okay. And I don't mean forever. I mean, until these problems are resolved because that person is so in, so lusting. Really, I don't want to say in love with themselves. That's a, that's not a proper use of the term, but they lust after themselves. And so they, they have no idea how to love someone else because 
when they look in the mirror, they see perfection. So everything, everyone else is going to be inadequate. Okay. And they expect other people to adore them the same way they adore themselves. And they have no room to adore someone else. And so that person's going to fail in a long-term relationship as well. All right. Those two are kind of obvious. But then there's this third group. And I think this is probably the largest group, right? It's people who, if I said to them, why do you love yourself? They'd give reasons like, well, you know what? I'm a, I'm a pretty smart person and I'm a successful person. And when I look in the mirror, you know, I like how I look. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an attractive person or I'm athletic or I have friends. You know, people like me. I'm good in school or that sort of thing. And listen, those things are all fine. Okay. If you are any or all of those things, good. God bless you. But here's the thing. Are the people who aren't those things less deserving of being loved? Right. Is a really good looking person more deserving of being loved than, let's be honest, an ugly person? Or a smart person more deserving than a, a, a stupid person? Or a successful person more deserving than a failure? Or a person who has friends more deserving than someone who doesn't have friends, especially if they don't have friends because they stood on principle, right? Your, your esteem for yourself, your love for yourself can't be rooted in your attributes, at least not that way, because you're actually committing the same kind of sin as the other person. You're worshiping the creation yourself, okay, instead of worshiping the creator. None of these things are examples of self-love. In order to love yourself, number one, you have to understand why God loves you. Because if you're any of these other people, you're not loving yourself properly. So step number one is understanding why God loves you. And to understand that, first you have to accept that God is himself love. Okay, Genesis 1.26 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. So number one, God loves you, okay, because he is love. And the trick to a relationship, all right, is simply to allow God's love to flow through you and into another person, all right? And then that gets reciprocated. So number one, understand that God is himself love. But it's not just that God is love, okay? He loves you for different reasons. Number one, God loves you because regardless of how you look, regardless of how smart you are, regardless of how talented or successful you are, you are God's child. John 1.12 says, but, all, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. God's made you in his image. You are his child and God loves all of his children equally. That does not mean he is always equally happy with us. Some of us behave <laughs> better than others. Some of us commit ourselves to, to him more. But God loves you because he loves his children and you are given the choice to become a child of God. Number two, you are God's masterpiece. Again, regardless of how you look, I don't care if you are the elephant man, okay? You are God's masterpiece. Ephesians 2.10 says he has, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do things he planned for us long ago. In other words, even if we don't like how we look in the mirror, which is never a problem that Kristen has, I can promise you, okay? I don't mean that yeah. she's full of herself, but no. she's just so ridiculously beautiful. That's but nice. let's be honest. No, we've all had that. I well, that's another you thing. shouldn't. But the point is, you are God's masterpiece because you are God's creation, Okay. And I can't understand. I look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you. I, I understand why God makes some people ridiculously beautiful like Kristen and some people not. Okay. I don't know why he makes some people talented. I don't know why people like, you know, some people have, you know, some deformities or anything like that. But I know that God didn't make a mistake when he made you. Okay. 
regardless of how you look or how talented you are, you are God's masterpiece. And more than that, more than that, you're such a masterpiece that he's actually handpicked you. He's selected you. First Peter 2.9, listen to this. He says, you are chosen, you are royal, you are holy, and you are God's very own possession. You're not just, a, you're, you're not just another person. God has picked you and he, he's jealous for you. He wants to keep you to himself because you are royal and you are holy. Okay. And Philippians 1 6, I love this. He says, I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. In other words, you are God's long-term relationship. That's really what's saying here. It's not just saying you're, you're a project the way that you see these kids that get the Lego things that are like 10,000 pieces and it takes the parents are the ones who wind up putting that thing together, right? It's not just, you know, you're not just God's hobby. When it says that God will, who began a good work in you will continue continue his work until it's finally finished. That's God saying, I want a long-term commitment with you. Okay. And so you are worth being loved because God loves you so much because you were his masterpiece. You are royal. You are chosen. You are holy. You are his child. And God wants to be in a long-term loving relationship with you. Okay. So that's why you should love yourself. Okay. Here's the thing. How about the how you should love yourself? Okay, not like the person who beats themselves up too much. Not like the person who lusts after themselves. But listen to this verse. And it's actually a verse you might, it's, it's kind of obvious when you think about it. And I'm, you've probably even heard this verse. But you don't think about it in terms of how you should love yourself. You probably think of this in terms of how you should love others. In fact, Kristen and I had this verse spoken uh, at our wedding. We actually pre-recorded ourselves saying this verse. And so when people walked into the to the chapel that day, they heard us saying this over the loudspeaker. And it's one of the most, it's probably the most famous verse in the Bible outside of John 3.16 about love. And it says simply this, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy and it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil, but it rejoices in truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. That's that's 1 Corinthians 13, uh, starting at verse 4. Again, 1 Corinthians 13, starting at verse 4. I repeated that because whenever you want to understand how you should love yourself or anyone else, Go back to that verse. And remember, love is patient. Love doesn't beat itself up. Love doesn't have a spirit of perfectionism. Okay? Love is kind. How many people I know who don't even express basic kindness to themselves, then you expect them to express it to other people? Okay? Love doesn't envy. Okay? Get jealousy out of your life. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It's not full of itself. It doesn't dishonor others. It doesn't dishonor itself either. It's not self-seeking and not self-serving. In fact, it seeks to serve other people. It's not easily angered. Go easy on yourself sometime. All right? Keep control of your temper. Keep it under wraps. Nobody likes to be around people who are angry all the time. And it keeps no record of wrongs. One of the things the enemy loves to do to us to get us to hate ourselves is he will remind us of things. Maybe they happened 30 years ago. Oh, you're not changed. You think you're born again. No, God remembers that thing that happened 30 years ago. No, he doesn't. Okay, God separates you from your sin as far as the east is from the west. The Bible says if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. And so the enemy, the enemy wants to think that, wants us to think we're the old creation in order to get us out of our joy, get us out of our love relationship with ourselves and with God and with others and get us back into self-loathing and self-pity. And that doesn't honor anybody. All right. And lastly, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, 
always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And for that last part, that protects, trusts, hopes, and perseveres, I'd go back to the, the verses I just gave you. Okay, what are we protecting? What are we trusting? What are we hoping in? What's our perseverance? God is all of those things. Okay, it's it's the faith that we have that we are a child of God, that we are God's masterpiece, that we are His chosen, we are we are His royalty because we come from Him. We are His holy, and He wants to be in a long term loving relationship with us. Okay, now I don't pretend to be able to solve everybody's relationship problems in these ten minutes. Okay, I get that relationships are complicated things. That's why we've done the whole relationship series, which I think has more than 30 episodes now. But I am telling you this right now. Do not expect any long-term relationship you have to be very successful if you and your partner don't each individually understand how to love yourself properly and how to receive God's love. Because if you're not receiving God's love, then you can't give it to someone else. God's goal for us is not just to love, but to be loved as well. So we have to learn how to receive God's love for us so it can flow through us into other people. And once you do that, I'd be willing to bet you that your relationship with your partner is going to improve. And you're going to start seeing a lot of successes where before you saw failures. That's my message for you today. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, it's interesting as you were talking about how love is not easily angered or keeps no records of wrongs. You're right. The enemy wants us. The main theme with that feeling of not loving yourself, I think the enemy is trying to get us to do is shame is I just see the word shame and you know, shame comes in so many different forms and it's whatever that lack that you have, instead of looking to God and saying, God, I have this need or God, I feel inadequate because his power works best in our weakness. I look throughout the Bible and I think of all places where the enemy tried to get people to fall into that shame when Jesus said, no, look at me, child. No, look at me, bride of Christ. You are cleansed. You are holy. You are pure. You look at, because you mentioned certain examples about whether or not, and this is all semantics and subjective. If you are the most beautiful person in the room, there's always going to be somebody more beautiful than you. There's always going to be somebody more talented, more, uh, more smarter, <laughs> better IQ or whatever. Um, and so that is just a, a danger zone to have your whole identity in that. But besides that, you think about in the Bible, even when people, first of all, we're all beautiful because like what Jordan says about the masterpiece, you may not believe that you are, but God has called you beautiful. And it's the enemy trying to get you to see things distort, distorted in the mirror. And that's a whole different sermon. Um, I think it's a lot of, it's a great sermon for women's issue, but I think dudes struggle with it too. Um, but I got off on a rabbit trail, but main point I wanted to say was about shame. Look at Rachel and Leah. That's a, a good example of this. Rachel said, it says that Rachel was, she was a hottie, okay? Rachel was a beautiful woman, according to what the Bible says, right? But she had this lack. This lack was that she couldn't have children. So she had that shame that the enemy tried to, to you know, to put over her and that where she wouldn't love herself. Then you have Leah, who it says had, it just says in the Bible, un unlovely eyes or, you know, there's different translations just to give you the picture of how she wasn't as quote unquote beautiful as Rachel, but she had no problem having children. So the point is that everybody has different strength sets, different things, different, but God has made you unique and whatever your weakness is, 
Don't you allow the enemy to come and put shame over you or your past mistakes. You wash yourself in the blood of Christ and you remind yourself who you are and whose you are. Well, not just that, but God is made strong in our weakness. He's made perfect in our imperfections. You're getting the camera straight. I know. There you okay. go. And, and, you know, we see that even in our relationship where both of us have strengths and I don't want to say weaknesses, but strengths and lesser strengths. <laughs> and, uh, you know, where I am less strong you tend to be strong and, and vice versa. You know, both of us, both of our strengths come out in the other person's, I don't want to say weaknesses, but whatever you want to call them. And it's no yes. different than God. I mean, yeah, we have a lot of needs, but that's, you know, God is there to fill the needs and to be glorified in, in those things. So absolutely. anyway, all right, sweetie. So why don't you uh, kick off our prayer request here? How many do we have? We have 10. Okay. Why don't you go? Why don't you just go right through? Okay. Them? All right. Because For- I spoke forever tonight. Sa- Sa- Saima, uh, sorry if I'm pronouncing your name incorrectly ask for her daughter for life i i think eternal life or maybe healing i don't know but god knows and that's all that's important right so we pray over saima's daughter in the mighty name of jesus for life and life abundantly we pray that her life would line up with the will of god Kristen lee says my partner keith has pancreatic cancer and i have health problems so in jesus name we pray for both of these people lord we pray that your spirit your your blood your cleansing blood your healing blood would flow through them god that you would create the miracle of miracles for keith and for Kristen, and just just overtake them overtake all of their burdens god just lift them we lift them up to you god Lozito prays for a church building project that's going on in the Philippines. Praise God for that. God, I pray for revival. I pray for the building just to be a symbol of what's going on. I pray for many, many people to come to know you in a new, fresh way. I pray for that whole building, Lord. I pray for things to happen and to fall into place that it can't even be explained by human just in any shape or form, Lord, I just pray that you would come in and create, Lord, as only you can create a whole new revival in you, God. Um, a personal friend of mine, her mom is in hospice. So right now in the name of Jesus, I pray for Eileen and I pray for her mom as well. Um, I know that's been a hard road and God, you, you know her and you have called her and you have so much for her, God. I pray for her as um, a single mom with her son and just everything that you're doing, Lord, for her, her mom and hospice, God, just come into that situation and just bear their burdens, God, just, just let them soar on wings like eagles, Lord. I pray for another uh, woman who will remain anonymous, who texted me today and the day before that I've been checking in with and who just says to me that she's struggling and sad. Lord, I pray for this woman who I just recently met virtually, and um, I just pray that that you would just come in and God, as only you can do, I pray you break that spirit of depression. You break those health issues in the mighty name of Jesus and give her victory in every single way. For Suzanne, who's praying against loneliness and fear, again, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God, you come into that situation. You come into the loneliness, Lord. You are the friend to the friendless. And you are the lover to those who who need that, Lord. So God, just come in in her darkest hour and just be her light and the light of her life. Isabel needs a visa approved for her husband. In Jesus' name, God, you direct their paths, Lord, and let that visa be approved. Celso needs healing. In Jesus' name, I pray for Celso's body to line up with the will of God. I pray that each 
each and every cell would function as the way it's supposed to function in the mighty name of Jesus. Same for Reuben. We pray for complete healing and we speak the word, Lord. We speak your word. We know that you are still a God of miracles. And for Juanita, a very dear friend and faithful listener who prays for peace. She's been through so much, God. I speak peace over her, God. I speak your peace in Jesus' name. I speak the peace, Lord. I thank you for the name of Jesus, for this prayer, for all these prayers that you, Lord, go before us. You are the great intercessor, God, and that it will be done, God, because you say you can pray for anything. If you believe, you will have it. You say that in Mark. Lord, and and in so many places in the Bible. So God, we thank you. We honor you for you are the one true God and you make all of these things come true. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great job, baby. All right, we've got no, no online one, so why don't you just uh, give the call to salvation and everything. All right. Well, if you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you have a long time ago, or maybe you ha- did last week and you fell away, what doesn't matter if you want to invite Jesus into your heart, if you want to walk this journey, then we invite you to do that with me right now. And, you know, it's really is the greatest decision you'll make in your whole entire life. Do you know where you're going when you leave this earth? Do you know? Do you know? Do you have a tuck, tug in your spirit right now? That's the Holy Spirit. That is God wooing you to himself. So just follow after me, okay? It's so super easy. And uh, we will. We would love to help you, you in this journey. And may March 7th be your day. victory. So just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray that prayer. We're so excited for you. Please let us know about it. Comment on this video or send us a message so that we can help you get your walk started. Before we go, Omega Cisse, who has been with us a while, says, Pray for me and my fiancé for God to help us love each other. We're scheduled to get married, so we need God's financial blessings for a successful marriage ceremony. Why don't you pray for me real quick? All right. Well, Omega, absolutely. I pray just blessings over your marriage. I pray that Jesus would be the center of everything that you do. I pray that as Jordan uh, preached about loving yourself, I pray that you love yourself with God's love and you make time for him as, um, and then time for him as a couple and come together under that new covenant. I pray as you step into the, this season of marriage, that everything would go well with you, with God just leading you. And I pray for all the financial financial things for a beautiful ceremony to fall into place and not just the ceremony, but for your life together in Jesus name. Amen. I like this. Uh, Arturo Aguilar from Coma Yugo, wherever that is, says simply blessings, beauty couple. Well, oh. Thank you for that. <laughs> that's cool. Beauty couple. I like that. I was never called uh, beauty anything until I started hanging out with you. So that's, that's <laughs> oh, you nice. Sell yourself short. All right, guys, listen, thanks for joining us. Um, it's been a, a, our pleasure as well. Uh, we hope you got something out of it. Do us a favor. If you're still watching, go ahead and like and share the video, share it with other people. You can also check us out on our podcast on uh, iTunes. Uh, until we see you next time, guys, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye. 
Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.